welcome to this week's podcast. Our special guest this week, Nigel Badger Webb. Nice to see you, Badge. Likewise, David Andrew. Yeah, welcome, Badge. Thank you. Um, long time no see, but good, good long time. time to catch up. Yeah, it will be, hopefully. Well, where, 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 where do you want to start, buddy? Well, first of all, I'm obviously going to apologise if I upset anybody, because there's going to be a few that obviously, like always, <laughs> I've upset a few along the, the years, and uh, no doubt going to upset some few now. Um, retort, first of all, to our good friend, there's two or three things I've just got to put right first, <laughs> before we go any further. Could you do all we know, as well. we well, <laughs> you can speak in a minute, all right? First of all, is I'll have to retort to Warwick. <laughs> Are we talking about Alan Pridder there? Uh, yes, <laughs> my good friend Warwick um, commented on his podcast, which was very good, and I'm sure I'm not going to be as funny as Alan. Um, Warwick, sorry. <laughs> he, uh, for congratulations to get the contract with VW to take the balls onto the pitch for the World Cup. <laughs> so that's the start of it. So, well done, Al. That's a little payback. He got it totally wrong when he said I was a thirst ethnic. I see how polite I am. I say ethnic. And I could have said it because they do call me P Badge. And, uh, and uh, I was the assistant manager, not the manager. And where was this? That was at Mangusville. Uh-huh. So he did get it right. Mangusville were very brave to obviously employ <laughs> some of the ethnic, which I do go away on like a holiday. But that was good. Well, I do now. I didn't have so much of his football. And the other one was obviously Jay said I was carried off the pitch by my mum and dad when I broke my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Did he make that up? They were there. You tell Tony Martin. It was just your mum. You got her back. She had a wheelbarrow and got me off. No, they couldn't move me because it was broke so badly. They had to put a coat over me and I sat there for about an hour and a half waiting for a blade. Um, ambulance and nearly said taxi but <laughs> so no I, I get that out of the way first now where do you want me to start well, where you want to start start at the football. beginning football yeah. school no great shakes yeah. and the day was alright um, started at 13 I played junior football sorry in the scouts really because at school I went to Chew Valley comprehensive lived at Penser most of my life when I was a young lad mum and dad dad from St Anne's mum from Pensford uh, born uh, brought up in next to the pub, just obviously well like a drink. Um, <laughs> played, didn't play football at school because Chew Valley was a rugby school, so I played rugby and loved it. I played fly half and used to take a lot of the kicks when I went in. So you I still like your rugby now, don't you? Love it, yeah, love it. Um, and then started scouts and then started junior, didn't go into junior football much, played for Pensford at 13 in the men's team, the only team they had at Pensford in the Suburban League and had a great time of it, got introduced into men's football straight away really, um, till I was 17, had some great years, went and won all the leagues with Pensford and got into the Somerset Senior, and when we went into the Somerset Senior, that's when, as you know, bless him, he's gone out, Terry come and got us from Clandang, um, me, Mike Goodin and Steve Whitemore. He spotted through us because he was very good at going around getting local talent. I wasn't a talent, but they, those two were really good, and I was just pretty young. Little winger, I couldn't head a ball. Obviously, that's why I ain't got no paper with me because I ain't got Alzheimer's because I couldn't head a ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, um, went to Clandown, which I think I was 17 at the time. I, didn't, I, I could drive, I was just started driving, and I think so I was all right to get there and back. Went to Clandown, loved it, and uh, 
it was a big step up because the Western League was then was a real good standard of football and then that's when Tony came I think you were there we both arrived at the same time when it pre season with Steve and Mike because they both played straight away I was a bit unfortunate as Tony mentioned before on the podcast Colin Goatley what a player and I couldn't get in past him because he was just so good and he was a bit of backup I sat on the bench quite a few times but I really enjoyed it because we were training together it's a good group of boys loved playing in the reserves as well which was AD Carver was running with Paul Ingram way up being yeah. good friends he's gone now Paul bless his socks Billy Baker uh, Billy Butler sorry um, a lot of lo- lovely lads in that so I just decided to stay there because it was local for me it's a good standard get the odd first two appearance here and there I was never going to dispose of um, this lodge in from the Gomers from the games he was just something else one of the best players to this day I've ever seen skillful money yeah what a no, player got, yeah you get some mention and um, yeah. I rated him highly um, made good friends with Andy Ashman who's a, another good lad he was played regular football Ash good boy still see him a bit now and again and just from that way he stayed there for about seven years and you, were a, you were a double at you two weren't you yeah 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 and yeah it was good times that's when well you, I've heard you speak about regularly about the characters and people behind the scenes at football clubs I've been lucky with the clubs that I played for which was quite a few but then went on the manage later they had two special blokes at Clanbury and Bob and Len didn't they when they did yeah. cut the pitch I mean they were life and soul Bob Curtis Len Matthews yeah, exactly yeah. lesson and that pitch even though it was on a slope was a magnificent playing surface yeah. it was brilliant and we had some good times that's where I got the nickname Badger really because the original Badger was Robin Thornell from Shorehampton yeah because me and him used to drink together which was like the social side and we just did it off they used to call me Junior Badger yeah. that's Junior <laughs> of course I had a hairy bum as well <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to keep it polite because uh, we're all obviously radio and uh, when he left then I obviously took him out as Badger yeah so that, it just stuck from there it's obviously better than Nigel who, I mean who calls their son Nigel <laughs> I said to our man, what are you doing <laughs> so anyway had some great times there, went on, um, le- eventually left there, uh, I think I went down to uh, Timsbury for about a season and a bit, and then went, got Les Order would give me a call to go to Porton. Um, Who's it, Timsbury? Timsbury then, good, oh, was my best man in them, Paul Williams, oh, yeah. Bernie and Paul, because yeah. I played with Bath City Youth, yeah. sorry, I forgot that, under-18s with Bernie. I also like playing there at Timsbury, lovely service. Great service. Of the ring. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, they were a good bunch of boys, Brian Mitchard, um, who else was playing? Boomtown played, Mike Ratcliffe came down from Clandown as well, Boomtown was it, it Clandown with us as well, wasn't he? Yeah, so you know, very well. we used to go to a few dudes when we were at Bath, either John Youth. John Youth, yeah. Yeah, he was the director of Bath and he used to take us to a few we things. Used to play didn't cricket against yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at good times, they were in Somerset Prem, um, really enjoyed it there. But then just had a chance to go back to the Western League, so Les got me to go over there, done a pre season. Really enjoyed that. I think Fair was in goal. Jeff Prince, who else was playing? Steve Hancock was there. A few other boys. And uh, that was good. I'd done a cartridge, so I missed the start of the season. Well, Paul McLaughlin and Kevin Meacock came from City yeah. as well. They just both joined there at the time as well. Um, really enjoyed that. Done a pre season and done bloody cartridge playing cricket. Uh, long story. So when I started to come back, the bloke who was in charge, or a good mate of his, because the Bolton reserves weren't in such a good level, Les said, look, go and have a few games for Imperial Bristol in the, uh, in the Somerset Senior Prem. Went down there and really loved that, because being at Clandown all those years, 
I was obviously got to meet the Brimbles playing in reserves over the years, and that was the start of it. So going back to that, my mum said it was the Brimbles' fault because they used to just dump me out of the car and drive on back to Fishersburg to Pensford, and they'd leave me in the bush. So that was a drinking culture, but we had some great times. I forgot to mention that they were there. They were there. And that was obviously. Well, now I got no doubts there getting another mention. In oh, they certainly will. <laughs> So that was the first time I got to meet the Brimbles as well, which was very good mates with Nigel and Peter then at the time when he'd come out. Anyway, um, but loved it. So I'm getting a bit older now, obviously, and uh, went to Imperial. I think it was about 20, 24, 25, something like that. I loved it because I, I hooked up with Rich Pitt. Bless him, he's not here anymore. What a great lad he was. Pitt, he used to have some good nights with him. Mike Pillinger. Steve Clark, Brian McCluskey, all that lot, the Imperial boys. Jeff Tudor was playing and uh, went to play, and I played for them in the Somerset Pro and, and loved it. It was a great crack because I lived at Pensford. I used to crawl home from there because it was in the Imperial ground afterwards. We squad in town, so with Pilly and Rich Pet. And then Pilly just said to me, on the, he said, Well, I play for Briz Old Boys on a Sunday. So I said, Oh, yeah, I'll have better. Started playing for Briz Old Boys, and that's how I eventually went and played for Briz through playing for Brisbane Boys on a Sunday which was a scream because it was like Freddie Pocock Chaff all of them it was just Pillinger Dean Arledge Pugs all that lot and I loved it I absolutely loved it because we had so a lot fun. of characters out bad weren't there Shem was running it and it, even though I was a Rovers fan they, they still liked me because we was just having chaos we'd go back to Briz Cricket Club and it'd be things like, like Pillinger every time Parker Tree he'd just go up behind Fred with a fag and blow it in his hair and it used to just like Edward is fluff round it would stay in there because he might kill you <laughs> we you stay don't fall out with Fred oh no you don't we all want to get one of those little slaps you people would be getting up off of that with Fred and we just used to cry of course we used to drink all afternoon Get, start again so it's like it sounds like a bit of a drinking problem but it was just the, the camaraderie we used to and right? anywhere it was the same sort of thing that's, that's half the spirit you get so I went to play for Briz which was my eventually my kind of like clan days I had a long to probably the longest I was ever with them and loved it I had a great time there I think Alan Cleverly was the manager at the time in and out and I played reserves for them because I loved it it didn't bother me if I played with the first team of reserves and they had a good side Played for about five, six years, and then had a little bit of a fallout with somebody. I don't know, we had a fight or something on the pitch. <laughs> left, standard. Left, went out to Magnusford um, with Paul Evans and Terry and Eddie Williams in the reserves up at Magnusford because Brian Knight was manager, and Pat McEwen, that's where I first yeah. met them lot, and loved that as well. Stayed a season there. I think Rolf was manager of the first team. The same again, it didn't bother me who I played for, I just wanted to have a good, good crack, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. And then went back to Briz. Darren Robbins was manager, went back. He asked me to go back there, played another few seasons. Good mate of mine now, he still speaks with a lot. It's Rich Chaffee, made good friendships with him and quite a few of the boys. You know, there was a lot of good lads there at Briz. And it was a unique, that was like when Jamie said, just before he arrived the second right. time. So Derek was before Jamie. Derek was before Jamie and then yeah. Doris came with Jamie. Yeah. And that's all I never forget. This is the sort of things that sticks in your mind when you get older. Now I'm old, 61. I remember at the time, I think I was about 28 and Breaker came up from Cleveland because Doris started to bring all his players. He hadn't started then, but because he had a good relationship with Derek, I think Breaker came. I can't remember if Doris was playing. I was in the reserves, whatever it was. But I can remember going to training, and Breaker turned up, and he was about, I think he was about 32 or 34, and I used to be thinking, fucking hell, that's old. But how fit was he at 34? <laughs> of course, then when you're 34, you don't realise you're playing with these young kids. They must think we're old. You yeah. just didn't. Yeah. You just couldn't remember. It was, it, it, anyway, it was brilliant. But 
ended up leaving there. They went uh, down to Highbridge because Pete, bless his socks, and I got to put a word in. I said, all our thoughts were with Mary and the girls. They got the funeral Friday and still can't quite believe it now. What a, what a great man. And like we've all lost good friends over the years, haven't we, Stixie and Palms and a lot of the good lads. You know, bloody hell, what do you say? What can you say to that? No, it'd be uh, no doubt it's going to be a hell of a turnout. So, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, so, it's not looking forward to that, but that's Friday, obviously. Um, I'd, he got me to go down there, um, and I loved every minute of it. That was probably the most fun I'd ever had, because, like, Dave spoke about it, and we'll go on about it later in a minute, hopefully, about when I managed, luckily, to manage such a great place. But it was just chaos. And, you know, you said that you're well documented, it was all about Irish, but. I thought this is the nearest you'll get to a rugby club in a football club because you sing everywhere and it, they, people think who's this lot? <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Anyway, ended up. I mean, probably legs were going a bit then, and and just ended up. So I started playing a lot of golf then with uh, a few lads at the Trace Park, Tony Martin, Chris Kerry, Bully, all that lot, Egger, um, Bunner, Bunner, all that lot. Bunner came along a little bit later, but they were they were all playing. Boris met Boris through well I knew Boris quite a long time anyway through um, our wives now because they used to work together so I knew Bar he's the only famous person I know as long as Smarty obviously anyway great lads um, we just uh, had a year playing for Tony which is when I broke my leg for every old boys because I wasn't going to bother playing anymore because I was about 30, 33 something like that so he said come on we're going to have a, have a little go in Embry Reserve so I'd done it just for a crack ended up breaking my leg first time I had a real bad one. so that put me in I was off work for about 8 months um, and I was just emigrating to Australia so a lot of people could have been lucky you know I was gone <laughs> but unfortunately I met my wife now Sharon that's all her fault that I stayed so uh because I was going to Australia, but I broke my leg and I couldn't fly. So uh, ended up in plaster. But it's quite funny because I, I met Smarty about two years before that. Um, when did he break his leg? Was he playing for you at Bath when he broke his leg? Yeah. Because I mean, it was trans, yeah. obviously, he, he, it was bad different. But I first met Smarty through my work. I worked for a company in Derby, um, covering the Southwest as a service engineer at the time in water purification, which is what I do now. And. Uh, <laughs> I'd gone up to this site up in Staple Hill, Initial Textiles, quick story, and uh, I was lying in the car park, I seen the, I didn't, didn't twig it at all. I was a Rovers fan, and it was like, site contact, Gary Smart. I think, I was, probably had a rough night like for whatever. So I'm sat in there, and this bloke comes walking down the car park in a plaster, his leg in plaster. <laughs> I'm going, ah. <laughs> Anyway, Smarty, he just got a chat. Of course, you know what he's like. I went we chatting for about two hours before I could start any work. <laughs> so we chat about football, mostly him. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, "Well, we're off to uh, we're off to Lindos next week." Well, funny enough, we were chatting, having a coffee. Um, I just come out of a long-term relationship with a girl from Miss Aurora for about five years, and funny enough, he just split up with his girlfriend at the time. Do you want me to go any further with that? <laughs> <laughs> or should I just move on from that? <laughs> right, yeah. Well, anyway, Smarty just finished with his girlfriend at the time, and they said, look, because they were supposed to come with us, and two of his mates had also finished with their girlfriends, we were going to go off to Lindos. We got three places left. Do you want to come? I said, yeah, why not? So, oh, not Dave's like, I used to go on anybody's deck weekend, and whatever. Anyway, any trip, we're up for that. So, we're still single now. And uh, 
we went off. We had to meet up with Carl Garraway and Nick Stiddard the weekend before we went, and uh, we ended up being good friends. And Smarty said, oh, let's play a joke on him where tell him you're a bit of a druggie in a weirdo. So we had to meet up at the <laughs> pub up at um, Oldland Common. We had to meet at a boozer on a, a, a Sunday night or something like that. So I'd gone down to market, Eastville Market that weekend and, or Sunday morning, picked up some espadrilles and some funky glasses and a, a, and a stupid druggie <laughs> t-shirt and a hoodie. What were you wearing it tonight? <laughs> no, no, thanks. I still got on, babe. still got on. So with that, I've turned up at the boozer with this hood, hoodie on, and I've gone in, all right, boys, like this, like, hey, you know, and I said, I just got to have a wee a minute. I've been on the piss all day. Like, gone, gone into the toilets. Smarty said, you should have seen them. He said, what the fuck are you doing? Who are you doing? He's bloody, what are you doing? He's coming on holiday with us. So I took it all off and coming over there. Because they loved it. He goes, yeah. Mates ever since. Yeah. And with that, through getting to know Smarty, finished. We played a bit for Aidens, which we knew yeah. in Palms as well. We knew you from a long time because we subscribed when I was going out with Smarty all the time then. We were going out wedges, and that's where I eventually met Sharon. Obviously, in wedges, but we had some great times, didn't we? Yeah. Saturday nights when you used to come in, we, we used to, it was brilliant time. Then up to wedges. So that was four or five years flat out playing for Aidens on a Sunday. Same again, Sunday football. Loved it because you, Sundays was the best day. And we'd get up as well, wouldn't we? Get up. Yeah. No matter yeah, where it was, yeah, we'd all get up. There was some good sides, wasn't there? Yeah. Played a bit for Derek Robin, uh, Derek uh, Jones, but then Matonians a couple of times because Dean Hardy's at prison. So Sundays, but loved it. So then when I broke my leg, <laughs> I'll never forget it because it's quite a bad one. I nearly lost my foot because the leg had been back over. So that's why they couldn't carry me off the pitch, my mum and dad. As James said, no. <laughs> did it a nerve there, Dad. Yeah, did it a nerve. nerve. My leg was bent back up, <laughs> right back here. So I couldn't see me, me ankle. And I think, oh dear. Anyway, got in hospital, I had operation. They managed to save me ankle. It was all black and all that, same colour now. And uh, <laughs> go on in, smartest first one to come in, and he's brought me a newspaper and a coat hanger. I've gone, oh, of course, I'm drugged up on the morphine. I thought, what's he got here now? We could be here for hours now talking about <laughs> what, what he cooked last night. Penny Arabiata with all the weeds carried, all the, in it. He's the best at everything. So he's gone, well, there you are. That's for you to have a good old read of, and that's to hang your boots on. <laughs> so I said, cheers, and I did. I finished it, and I never played again because it was on software for months. But then went up to High Ridge. Um, back out there just to watch a game whatever and uh, Pete Brimble asked me to come and help him run the Vikings thirds. the thirds that's right so I was going back out there to CMs and a few of the boys and what have you and that's when it started because uh, I got involved then helping out Peter because he was playing but it was all the young kids which Paul Brimble and Ferris did have a great group of lads that came through which was the Liddells Jammer Chrissy Dock Carl Bins, they had some really, really good players. But we had a couple of good old heads where it was Pete Jones in goal, um, Wayne Jacobs up front, and Pete. Of course, Pete is, <laughs> you know what Pete's like, he's the best of everything. So, <laughs> but he, so he asked me to, uh, asked me, and his team talks would go on four days. <laughs> so we'd have to then, we'd, we'd say, well, look, let me just say something, Pete. The same as what Jay was saying about Richard. I said, forget what he said, let's just get it. <laughs> and I just loved it. And we, uh, what I said, I'll do it if we can keep these kids together and teach them how to, you know, come on the way through. Don't let them go up in the reserves, not yet, because they're not ready for it. They're only 14, 15. And we won the league. But it was brilliant because we. This is the first team. No, the no, thirds. Thirds. Yeah. The thirds. This is the first year I got involved in. Oh, of course, okay. because we did all right, we won the league. 
um, Peter says all down to him it's no problem um, and we used to we, we were treated on the highest way because it was like young kids you couldn't do it nowadays but we were taking a minibus away coming back naked coming into the car park and all the clubs would they clap us into the car park to get all the kids naked in the bus like this you couldn't do that with 15 to 60 year old kids now. Get, Jimmy Savile get locked up that's why yeah get your cigar going and all that so that started it and then Pete and um, Whittler I think were there and they were standing down at the end of the season so that's when I got offered the job um, and I loved it I absolutely loved it. It took a little while, we, we kept it a little while, but I knew through playing not a higher level, I wasn't the best of players, you know, there's a, a bit of here and there, but you knew that this place could take off, but you had to improve the discipline. So it wasn't going to be easy. Um, you brought some good players in though, didn't you? Yeah, we did in the end. The first year we ran with what we had and brought a couple in. Um, we finished fourth, I think. What year was that? I think it was. 93, 94, something like that. I, I can't remember the date, so I think it's about mm. dementia, right? Can't remember the I forgot already. Um, and we finished fourth, something like fourth, but we won the cup first year. So I was lucky to get it. I think Em's put a word in for me because I think they were asking, you know, what do you think Baz is good? I said, because he played for Henry in the Vikings as well. He said, yeah, well, they've done a good job. So fair play, Em's put a uh, word in for me. And didn't look back. Loved it. So we, we, we got it, sing songs, kept all the boys together, got a few good players, and then realised what we had to do to take it to forward. Move on. Yeah. Because we, we'd go to a way to like Titterington, there'd be a fight, and it'd all kick off. You just can't have this, mm. even unless it's all on him. But it was one of them where, as much as I wanted to be a winner of football with, with management, I think it's like you can do it yourself, you've both done it. I found this firing me that I wanted to win probably said probably didn't win a lot as a player I wanted to do it as a manager and sometimes you think because oh, I was so ill-disciplined as a player I wasn't a hard player but I used to have a big mouth on me and it's one of them but I still had a big mouth as a manager and it's one of them and yours he's waiting for that he's waiting for since you're starting to see that so that's good pretty quick as usual um, but I just took to it and the rest is history we had some great times we finished we won the league then three years on the bounce a couple of cuts but what I tried and this, this is County League no still Bristol, Bristol Prem, Prem right with the slope yeah. but what had happened because I, I then worked obviously I got I had some good people around me because I had Aggie Tony Clark Nigel Brimble was still playing at the time and helped me out a bit as well but Aggie was brilliant there's some good people there and at Irish there are some special people and they're there too and we had Roy Colin behind the scenes as well the same and then same I missed out at Briz but the people at Briz which I'll go on to when I go back to when I went there lucky enough as a manager um, at Briz they had all of that as well with your Colin Arnold's with your um, Tony Munden's Bonnie Phillips you know Chris Alston bishops you know everybody they had yeah. such a great infrastructure there same again high risk they had these people Colinville who you know not Colin would do so much work but they were just special characters Roy and the history with his dad and that so I, I, I had to change it and I upset a few people which is standard when you're managing you're not going to be right so that's when they pulled Brimble didn't like it a little bit because I was bringing people outside of high risk in which it's always been high risk people Paul yeah. didn't like that so if you want to improve and you want to go up uh, the, the pyramid, you want to improve and get and win things, you, unfortunately, it's Bristol at the end of the day, it ain't, you know, so I had to bring in a few from outside, outside of Hyrish, not, it was still Bristol, lads, and we didn't pay, 
never played at Highbridge. Um, so three years of winning the league and a few cups as well. But not only that, what we did is we were flying a bit because all the other teams were getting promoted as well. So I think in the total, I'm not one for stats, but we had over 20 in six, seven years. We had over 20 trophies through all the teams. So you go at the end of the season, there's like reserves. So we took the reserves up into what the first team were when I first started up to the Bristol Prem from the district. So they just come out because I know you always used to do it. And you, I always used to get the reserves strong and try and get them the same, not playing the same way, but yeah. so if you needed one or two, and obviously let them have a few back when they need to. It's a culture, isn't it? You're not going to please club. everybody. You're never going to please everybody. And you know yourself, I work for everybody, and I, you know, I work, they work for me. But I always tried to be honest with people. I'm probably was too honest sometimes because I tell them. If ever I got dropped when I was a player and the manager wouldn't speak to me because I heard you say something about that Melksham kid in every week. I, I used to hate that and I used to have a row and I'd end up leaving because I didn't like that I always would never ever ever not play a player without telling them first and I nearly got filled in a couple of times which we all done you know, I remember when I, I dropped Derek once up the hut I had a training on a Thursday night I said to him Derek Press yeah and uh, he never forgave me I swear Derek didn't look very happy the other day when I said um, but he's good lad Derek I said, look, I'm dropping you Saturday because we lost the way at Titterington and Derek got sent off a bit, whatever. And uh, we got in the change rooms and uh, I said, look, I'm dropping you Saturday. Can you play in reserves? He said, no. He said, I'm going to fucking kill you. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, said, you got your favourites. He said, mentioned Warrior. He said, oh. he said you know, he, he's shit. He plays shit every game. I said, yeah, but what he does, Derek, is he keeps his discipline. Even when he ain't playing well, he will still give you that and he'll run right to the end. I'm not saying you don't know, because Derek's a good player as well. But sometimes, you, if you want to get it, that's the way it got to be. So, a few of them come down to with you and Ricky, didn't they? A lot of the Irish boys, because they Dan didn't Nelson. know what I was doing. Because they couldn't get in the first team. Not because they weren't good players, because there was good players there, but the discipline side of things had to be sorted. Mm. To get the league on your side to push us in because the league were holding Irish back they were winning leagues when Pete was there way yeah. before I got there and years before that but because of the discipline they wouldn't back them to go in the county league but it's funny because the lads we had from Irish thanks to Nelsie with us we went from the third to the premier yeah <laughs> well M's come didn't he Sam Hobson it was one of them Paul Crew some Jim great Porter. players good lads and all good lads as yeah. well all good lads so we we eventually got in the county league um which was brilliant and we had some good players on that first year we come runners up to Cabreath and great great lad Andy Black great manager good lad as well good player Andy in his time I remember him from Mangasfield he was in the first team when I was up there playing with Pat and um, Brian Knighton and all those boys real class player but a good did lad you, did you play with Andy at Bad. Yeah, a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. Not, not much. But he was a good manager. Oh yeah, um, he's a character again. Yeah, he is. One of the one, one of the he's old ones that you just know the good ones. And we went up. We played in the county league when they won the county league. Rightly so as well. Cabri through a good side. We finished runners up in our first season, which was brilliant, really, for a club like us just going into that level four. Because you know yourself, going up to places like Elwood and all up in the Forest of Dean, it wasn't very nice. Finishing Sweden's. So second year knew what we needed. Yeah, very nice going to Irish, though, wasn't it? No, way very lovely. Because we still passed a super burnt out car, even the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and getting shot from the flats, like Paul Rich said. He, he popped it round the post. He did. He get him in the leg because I was there watching. And he's got ah! 
Yeah, I've been shot. Yeah. So things about going up the forest at Dean. Oh dear. And it was just great times because Colin and Roy would have buses away, and it had been funny since we didn't. I remember one time where Colin took to this John Smith's cardboard cutout, and he just took to it. He wanted it. He tried to get out of the club four or five times, and the bar stewards were saying, "No, you ain't going." He got it out, and he got it in the back of the bus like that. <laughs> no. So we took that back to that. It was a big cardboard cutout with that John Smith bloke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, just special, special people. Go rest them because Roy and him were special. Really, really good people, football people. Again, and every club, club's gone, but they were uh, they were just special ones for us, and you know, will long live in our memories for forever. Then, boys. Um, so it was it was great, great times. So how long? So how long did you stay? I stayed there, and I didn't intend to leave. Um, it was only the fact that um, we'd probably gone as far as we could because we we first year we come runners up. Um, and um, we, I think that, that was the first year because Mickey Jeffers was playing for us, he was a great lad, the Liddells. Um, and we beat Mangusfield away in the Gloucester Cup, Gloucester Premier Cup, I think it is, isn't it? What they yeah. call it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we went up there and we were we were about fourth in the county league at the time. I remember going up there and Tans was uh, manager. Um, well, I knew Tans through Gary and yourselves and all those boys. Um, he didn't really know who we were at the time, but Pat McEwen and a few people who are Mangusville through and through um, said, Look, be careful because these boys will give you. He said, ah, I'd be right. He didn't expect it because they think they were. And this is Nicky Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were third or fourth in the Western League at the time, which was a good league then. You had your Tivertons and Taunton Towns and all them playing. And we went out there beating 2 1, all them over. Of course, with how many people we have from Ibridge as well, of course, Tans in the way, and we absolutely battered them. And it could have been a lot more, but we won 2 1. Mickey Jeffers got the winner, Craig Liddell got the other. Um, but what they didn't like is we sang the clubhouse down <laughs> afterwards, bobbing up and down like this. Oh, oh, this is probably midweek as well. And the Pat McEwen and all that. <laughs> yeah, it was on a Saturday. It was, oh, was Saturday. a Saturday, was it? And they're just all looking at us. I think um, Richard Davis was the chairman at the time. Anyway, I had a phone call. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, like you said, I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, Richard rang me up and said, Look, I'd like you to we come and be there because we want someone, you know, we were doing all right. Um, be manager of Mangusville. I said, You've got a manager? I said, No, we're not that. So when you haven't got a manager, give me a ring. So he rang me two days later and said, We ain't got a manager now. And he said, <laughs> I said, It ain't for me. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I didn't realise he was going to sack him. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those. So it, it, I thought about it, um, and, it, and I, think, I said, "Smarty, did you fancy that?" I said, "He said, well, by bringing Gary Smarty." He said, "Well, look, I only just started off at Irish. I'd have been, I'd only been doing it for you, so I wasn't ready to go into that. And I was loving it where I was too. Mm-hmm. So we just finished runners up. So I stayed at Irish. Um, like somebody else got the job, whatever. So that was my first sort of bit with it. Second year we won it. Third year we won it. So we won it. We runners up first year. But Blackie, like I said, go back to that. He keeps going back. Is that when we played them the last game of the season at Cadbury? This is how class the bloke got. He brought in two bottles of champagne into our change room and said, "Enjoy that, boys, because you've been the second best team, but you, you were brilliant and you fully deserved." They were going up into the Western League, and then yeah. we won it two years on the trot. Then I realised. It was, we couldn't take any further. The pitch was like this. 
and I didn't have aspirations. We we could have if we'd have had the pitch. This it, it, it was frightening what we could have done with the backing we were getting. The, the, I mean, the, the people sure met people. It was in the cockerel and in the hut as well at the time, wasn't it? And the cockerel left, went in the end. I mean, it's like you were getting loads of people coming to watch, loads, loads. And it's one of those you go with it. If you don't go with it, so. I had contact from Richo, which you did mention like when Jamie said you went and spoke to Jamie. I didn't realise at the time you were still the manager of the job because he told me we ain't got a manager when he came and spoke to me first. That was right at the end of the season. But as it happened, you mentioned it, it the same happened to you when I got it. But if I'd have known, like I did with Magnusford, if I'd have known you were still manager, I'd have said no until you they did not manager. But he told me when I met him. That's how it works. But I've got to come on to that. So anyway... I got out there, and to be honest, Briz was in a right mess. Fucking hell. What's that? Two, that it, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm all about. I go in, I go into the, into the lock-up cabin. They got no away kit. They got no balls. They, I thought, what am I going to do here? So I had to, which is fairness, like, you were far better coach, and a lot of people was better than me that but what I did is I used to get good people around me yeah. you know and that's that's how I worked so, I'd like to think I'd done I knew a little bit about the game to be able to do whatever you know, people come on and say oh you did this and done it. hey you've done a great job wherever you've been it's so, a bit of that yeah. but I said I had that enthusiasm yeah. to give it 150% it's like when I went and got guns people say you'll never get guns to leave ball play yeah. kept on and on and on they don't call me badger for nothing like Alan, Alan could. But this is what they. Alan Sorry, Warwick could get. Yeah. 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 Alan uh, did say this. He keeps yeah. on it, players. You know, I mean, he camp outside their house. Don't the same. So I kept <laughs> on the gummers, and he'd tell you to this day. And he said, "Look, excuse my friend." He said, "Fucking leave me alone." He said, "You're doing my head. You know what gums are like." He'd tell you. I said, "Let me come up and speak to you. Just let me come up to your house." No, he said, "No, no, no." So I got ever in the end. I said, <laughs> "I got it." I went in there. He said, "Look, it won't take long." I said. Uh, you've been playing football playing quite a few years, haven't you? He said, yeah, what do you want? Just get on with it. I said, I can't see any championship winning medal <laughs> on your mantelpiece. I said, would you like one? He said, yeah. I said, well, you come and sign for me. If you don't win the league, I'll, you know, you can beat me up. So, for sure, he that was the difference. That was the final part of the jigsaw. Him and Rob Morgan, because Rob Morgan was also a good player. We had a lot of good players as well as that, some great players along the way, for the level of football. Obviously, you've played a lot higher than some of the players you say is different masters, but for the level, they were very good. And he was head and shoulders above any, because he, he he had everything. And but he was one of them, very underrated, but he used to wind them up, wind them up, and then stick them in the back of the net. Not as good as Andy Perrick, because obviously he was the best we've ever seen for scoring goals locally, as far as I was concerned. Did you get scads as well? He scads, yeah. Got scads to come, Worry at Irish. Um, scads came back to Briz later on as well, but I got scads, Worry. Um, Whittler was still playing the first year, but we got Gummers, Rob, Steve Green, first couple of years, he was finished something. So we had some good a bit of experience. We had good young lads, the two Ladars, which is still to this day. I, I didn't try and take them from Highbridge. When I went to Briz eventually, I wanted to get them to go on and progress because when I did get the Briz job eventually, like I said, I then chucked my heart and soul in that because what I used to do, same with Highbridge, I used to like my sides kitted out nice. Yeah. Whether I'm a bit of a flash kit or whatever, but I used to like nice kit. Because when your team goes out feeling good, they got nice kit, that was my little bit of how I used to like to do it anyway. It's everybody's different, really. Um, and the same at Irish, we always have always good kit, we scared from Pearl. So we got out got a couple of Nike kits, Richard nearly fell from the roof when I told him how much it was going to be. It was like he didn't like spending. But in fairness to Mike, he did, um, 
back. I mean, I had a, a nice little budget, 600, which was a lot. Like, Jamie didn't have none of that, so it was quite good. Um, and he did, if ever a good player came up, he would, you know, try and help us out. Same thing happened really with there. We, we got all right, but I got the reserve strong. So I got gummers and a couple of boys to come because they didn't want to carry on at Irish for whatever reason. I didn't deliberately try and take the players from Irish because I got Rog Coke to go there, who was my assistant at uh, Irish. I put him forward to take the job on with Pete and Mark Ashley was turning said he'd do the job, he'd be good at it for him. Rog did a good job as well. I think they still finished quite well. Good player, in. Good player, great sign. I signed him as well player. when his knee was just going. And that was me, I got into Irish from when he's from Cainsham. Sonic the edge off, I've never seen a player <laughs> so small jump up and add the ball. He so said that, like, didn't we, recently? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. He'd get these big, like you said, Bruce Center out, so they'd be thinking, who's this? And he'd be there, head of the ball, bang, <laughs> and gone. <Yeah. laughs> Unbelievable. So we signed quite a few good ones like that at Highridge. So, Briz, different ball game now. So, game on. Um, a lot of players had left, managed to keep a few, had to get a few in. Um, Dean Raffer stayed, he was a good lad, Dean. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Brown stayed. Because I think they knew, because through Willie OGs and stuff like that, they knew who, what I did at Irish, and they knew we'd have a bit of fun as well if we got it going properly. And I'm not being funny, if you can manage at Irish, you can manage anywhere, isn't it? Because I used to get death threats sometimes. <laughs> I'd go on uh, Sunday morning, pick up the phone, I'm talking to a dead man. Because <laughs> I'd drop somebody, they'd have to go to the reserves, or they'd muffle it, and uh, so I knew I was just going, you know. <laughs> You're talking to a dead man. <laughs> two little kids then as well. You go, all right, okay. So, started then trying to get some players in. And this is my introduction then to the cutthroat world of football. I thought it was bad enough at Highridge. I, was, I moved I'd up at Downend, and I think I moved to Downend from Pensacola. We just had Emily and my daughter, and, uh, and I had Ed then. I'm at the back garden on a Sunday, and I'd been trying to ring around getting players. I had a phone call from Tommy Saunders, and I'd gone, Where are you getting your number? I didn't know it was him. I said, Hello. Uh, is that Badger? I said, Yeah. Who's that? He said, Tommy Saunders there. All right, Tom. I thought, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And he's gone, uh, I understand you're trying to sign Shane Andrews. He plays for him at the time. Good player, but Shane probably coming towards the twilight of his career, but a perfect for us at Prez. Good player. One play regularly for Tom at Chippenham. So I gave him a few phone calls. It was out of season, he went in contract. He said, uh, I could ruin your club. <laughs> like I said, what? He said, you carry on with that. He said, oh, I could ruin your club. I said, I'll tell you what, here's my address, come down any time you like, <laughs> see what you can do then. <laughs> Put the phone down on it. I thought, here we go, and this is, this is what it's going to be like, because there's a bit of money involved in it. And it was only what you're looking at, it's like 40 or 50 quid, you might have a 70 quid here and there if you're lucky, to try and get everybody together. I thought, oh. But we managed to get a side up together, we'd done all right. Did you get in, Shane? Eventually, yeah, but then first game we came back from somewhere, he wanted a contract when he got off the coat. <laughs> so we ended up having a row with Richo in the car park and he, Shane left, but we, we couldn't give a contract. In fairness, he did have a contract, but Richo did say because Shane was coming to that age, he was getting a few injuries, it's pointless putting him on a contract, which I had to agree with at the time. It was, you know, you get that sometimes. If they're a young kid, because the first thing when I got the Brisbane back to that, Richo said to me, we've got one problem, Magusville won't. Mark Summers and he's on a contract he ain't going nowhere I said well hang on I said if you're going to work with me now you've got to understand what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it obviously you're the chairman this is you who's doing it but if I'm going to run it this is how I'm going to do it if I got young players like that which is why I want to bring the Dells over 
and they get a chance to go and play higher level football, you've got to let them go, mate. Of course you have. Because at the end of the day, they'll always come back and play for you. Yeah. You do it properly. So I rang Andy Black. I said, look, Andy, he can come because Andy wanted him because they'd gone up in the Southern League down Magnusfield. That's what I obviously I didn't with him that, um, when he was at Cabri. So I said, he goes to my blessing. So Richard said, I want two grand. I said, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get two grand. So we had this tweet with Roger pull in. He said, you deal with it. So he ended up getting a, a grand or something like that. We got money for him anyway. But I said, let him go. So as he went, we had young Mark Summers, uh, Andy Summers, his brother, was a great lad as well. Another good player. Um, Nathan. So we put a little bit of a squad up together and got it going a little bit. I managed to get Robbie Courage to come back down from Mangusville because he wasn't playing for Mangusville because they had Seeley and Darren Evers, I think, at the time. Yeah. And Robbie wasn't playing much, so Robbie just took a step down. Managed to get him because I said you'll play regularly and he liked what he had to say. Got a few others in. I managed to get Dean Smart from Manor Farm, which they said you'd never get Dean Smart away from Manor Farm, but he'd obviously been with. Alan Prunham a little bit as well, so I said, look, Kevin. So we had the nucleus, we had a Actually, good little side. Smarty at Bruce as well. Difficult. Yeah, no. But I think he just, like what I got to say in the present, I managed to get uh, Nolan Sullivan away from Porton. I got uh, Tony Cook and Robbie Clarence, so that was my front three. Good front season. three there. So yeah. for that level of football, they were pretty good. Anyway, we got it going. And there was a bit of opposition when I did go to Briz first, because I think because I was a bit of a hothead when I was at Briz and caused a few problems, you know, fights and whatever. But there was people like Chaff, who was still there, a lot of the boys. It was brilliant, but a few of the people behind the scenes did say to me at the end of the season that we questioned it. Paul Bishop, who was the chairman, said to me after he said, I did question it at the time, but they loved it. He wrote me a fantastic letter saying that at least we got it back, how Briz used to be, nothing against you, but it's how Briz used to be way before, like when Jamie was there and they got their old Briz back a little bit, if you know what I mean which was difficult because I played there for eight or nine years left, so I knew what it was. Um, did right, I think we finished fourth, something like that, and we got through the Les Phillips Cup final, which we lost. So we built on that. Then we got Jay and Fouse to come, a few little people, and we were going really well that season. That was one mistake I made, is, and the reserves won the Somerset Premier League as well. It was the first time a reserve team won the Premier League got Jay a few of boys and we start off really well and that, that's one thing I'd say over the three years I was there I'm going to say with Boris I got Boris to come with me as well the first season I can't mention that because he didn't mention me at all <laughs> uh, and he lasted about half a season and then he said oh, I'm off to Frank I said more money see ya <laughs> so I got Crowbar to come as my assistant Yeah. sorry you get carried away when you talk about it he's trying to remember Crowbar came and he was brilliant the only trouble is that's Rich Crowley yeah <laughs> my god I don't think I used to get home till one o'clock every Tuesday night after training and we'd drink about eight or nine pints on a Tuesday night and he got hollow legs and he, <laughs> yes. he, but what a bloke never get flustered yeah. never lose his temper if he did you knew it um, and he was brilliant managed to get Don Forbes to come as well yeah. got some good experienced boys I had um, oh, what's his name Lee Williams came as uh, physio as well he was a good lad ended up into Bath and a few others he was a good boy as well so we, it was all good second year we finished runners up um, to Team Bath and if it hadn't been for them we'd have won the Western League mm -hmm. so frustrating but because they had all these players to pull on yeah. and uh, that was just unfortunate we caught them at the wrong time so we had a good old go of it would, again. would the club have gone up? I, they couldn't have gone up no. they've been trying though for years yeah they, 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 they had the facilities although the pitch didn't drain well um, and in fairness to Mike if I want a player he would if it went out of our remit he would always try and help me out and do that 
but then I think that was my one mistake sometimes we were we were right at the top that second season and I had Jay and Fowes in the middle of the field and I just didn't think oh, had, that's the only problem so I went and got Nigel Curtis from Devizes who was a good player didn't quite do it for us because some players don't sometimes no. travel down where he's travelling down from Melksham um, and I dropped I think it was under Jay or Fowes and that's when that split that little bit. I mean, it was going well because it was good fun with them two around as well. You know, it's like it's chaos in it. <laughs> Some of the trips we've been away, we don't want to come to that. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it went okay. Done really well the second season, finished runners up, like I said. And I think we got through, I don't know if we got through to the final again, but we didn't win it. Um, so we were close. We were very close. Yeah. So the third season, same again. You can have my what have we done now? Um, same again. We started really well. It was going really, really well. Um, we got through to the final of the Somerset Premier Cup. We beat Bath City at home. Gary Hours was manager then. And they really didn't like that because that was the semi-final. And they, had, they went over a lot going right. And they brought their full team over and we absolutely smashed them 3-0. 3 now. 3 now. I mean, that's uh, some result, isn't it? Yeah, that was a big result. So that happened. We were then third third in the league again, pushing. We lost in the Les Phillips Cup quarterfinal at home to Clevedon. And Annie Llewellyn, who I've known for quite a few years as well, great lad. They beat us at home. Robbie Carroll scored an own goal. Um, lost 2-1. And it, that's what tipped Rico a little bit he didn't like that he just stormed off straight after the game who? Richard 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 yeah he's chairman mm. um, careful what I say but the same thing happened I had a phone call from another manager to say that and we literally what we'd done the last three years as well I had a phone call from another manager I'd never said it to anybody to say he said it but I had a phone call to say that I'd been offered your job I said oh is that right and I think we had about oof, at least about another 10 games to go that season. And where were you in the league at that point? Like third, cool. third or fourth. Yeah. And, uh, they finished fourth and got the sack. Yeah, <laughs> behind, there we go. Behind Chippenham, T Tiverton, Chippenham and Taunton. You. Yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind. He's ruthless, Michael Richardson. Well, he? <laughs> you know, and I did say that in you know, fantasy back, he came and saw it yeah. to me and got me to come and gave me a chance to go at that level of football. So I got nothing, you know, and I'm, there's no bad blood now but at the time I wasn't very happy I was with Crowbar we played Melksham away we had a few injuries we lost 2-1 uh, at Melksham I think it was and we, we, we met in a pub on the way back and I told him this is that and he said tell us to get out of his ass so I did <laughs> um, so um, we were travelling back so on the Monday morning I rang him up um, I said look Mike I didn't tell him why I said look I'm going to resign he said straight away we'll accept that me and Bob will accept that <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh. <laughs> he's pretty sure then so, so three and a half years hard work that's how you get repaid okay well I have never been sacked so I suppose that's the closest you'll ever get to yeah. being sacked which, uh, so anyway move on um, that was that so they think they got Tony Cornelius but we still had a Somerset Premier Cup that's my regret I should have stayed to the end of the season but me being me I could be better but I get but it's going to always niggle at you in uh, the I, but I give so much you know mm. off getting players yeah. building a club yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the reserves to getting it back to like it was to kit sponsors sponsors in and stuff like that. you know you've got to sort of have a little bit more mm. anyway I, I'm over it now as you can tell yeah. <laughs> um, 
So Jack's gone. So I think Tony Cornelius got it. They lost uh, the Prem Cup, whatever. Anyway, he didn't last longer than somebody else. Did Jamie come back or something like that? That's when Jamie said he'd come back. Because um, I used to enjoy that playing against him at back when he had a good side and we had a good side. I think they were a little bit. It was cause we had a we had a budget. We wasn't a big budget. When you like you said, look at Portons, look at Taunton, Tiverton, you know all these sides. Bridgewater, they all had big budgets. You know what I mean? You go to Elmore and places like that had more. Yeah. But and Barnstable. But really enjoyed it, and then uh, came out of it. Didn't plan on getting involved at all again, and it was Christmas time. Um, just after Christmas, I went with Boris because we lived over at Frampton Cultural Land. Moved over to Frampton. Um, Boris lives in Frampton. He rang me up. This game was off somewhere. Um, I don't think he was with Gloucester then. And uh, he said, "Do you fancy coming to watch a game up at Mangersfield, Mangersfield and Cleveland?" It was the only game on because they got it on. So I went to watch that. It's all right. I had a few drinks. Knew a lot of people like Pat McEwen and all the boys. Mangersfield, nice to see all the old faces. With that, Celia and Grimmer asked me to come in the director's boardroom. Oh, you know, what's this about now? <laughs> so. I've gone and I had a rough idea. He said, look, could you come and help us? He said, because I think Seed was uh, coach and Grimmer, it's the first time he'd done the job now. Well, I didn't really know him that well, but yeah. knew of him. Um, I knew Seedy really well from the girls, so I knew Dave, was friends with the wives and everything. Um, and they said, look, we want you to come and help us. Would you come in and be an assistant? And I said, not really. I said, I'm going to just come out of it a week. I want to have a little break, so I've been doing it for... 11 years or something like that and then you know what it's like it's a Starboard. full-time job yeah. it's a full-time job you get shot out from all angles blah 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 anyway i said not for now i said but thanks very much for asking i said i've got to have a drink now he said well will you do us a favor they were very clever how they did it um we got uh, we want a team watch next week down at Taunton rugby pat McEwen usually does our dossier on away teams and he goes in so they do it properly like you used to yeah. do that so would you go down to Taunton next week? We'll put a ticket down there for you. Oh, it didn't bother me. Um, we'll put a ticket on there for you. Um, would you go and do a little rundown on rugby? So I said, yeah, well, I quite fancy that. Go down and watch a game. Got down there on my own. So I got a few strange looks because of the colour of me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with that, done this stuff. You know, I said, oh, yeah, set plays. This now. Who takes the corners? Who wants to look out for? Who kiddie up front stone who was quite fast play for rugby he eventually come back down and play for Port I think years ago not after, afterwards I said he's watching because he's good so with that rang him up and said um, this that whatever he said well can you come Saturday with us travel up with us and you let us know on the way up what's going to do crafty <laughs> so I said yeah alright I'll come anyway that's when I got roped into it because I think there, it was the season when they were restructuring the leagues and they got to finish in the top 13 or 11 to go on up into the Premier or you'd stay in the South Western League blah 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 but by the time I got to that first game I'd gone up there rugby away nice ground big stand blah 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 Southern League football I thought oh this is alright nice little me ain't got a clue about football but what we say got on really well um, half time of course when I've been used to shouting and bawling at people so I had to come in and just be quiet because they didn't know who I was and I think Seed was playing Jack Pitcher Scott Endy Sumsey was there um, a few others and uh, they were struggling with injuries as well and they were something like 11th or 12th even 3 they were just outside of it and uh, I was seeing things and I thought well, surely he's going to have a go when he gets in there at half time but Martin was 
a brilliant, brilliant coach. Brilliant. And some of the things I learned from him tactically on the training ground was unbelievable. But it was a great blend in the end as it worked out. Because where he had, he worked with Dodger, obviously, down at Tiverton. He obviously, Dodger was the main man, and it was Martin's turn to step up. He could do it. No, he couldn't do it. But I was more, I didn't give a monkey's what I said to people, where he was a bit more polite than me. I didn't care. So even though I knew Dave Sill, so the first thing I'd done, he said, this, that, whatever. I've seen things that was going on in the game, and I'm thinking, well, you got obviously pulled out. I even know a Sutter Nick. So they had a young kid in midfield, Mark Proctor, who come up from the reserves, 18. First game at that level. He won a tackle. Bang, great tackle. Went to pass it. He, if I say Dave Sill's like that, ready to get the ball, he's calling for it. He's literally from here to the wall, not far away, 20 yards. He's passed it, and it went about, if I said a foot or two foot to the side of Sealy, and he's gone, didn't even move, and the centre half's just taken, he's gone, fuck yeah, destroyed the game. <laughs> okay, so got in half time, I listened to Martin, he's done this, oh yeah, keep doing this, whatever, I've gone. He said, Baz, do you want to say something? Well, yeah, I mean, he introduced me as what I am as well, so I've just gone, fuck it. <laughs> so I've just gone for it, I said, Mark Proctor, I said to him, I'm going to tell you, Mark, I said, if he, if Skippy ever speaks to you like that again, Knock him out. <laughs> of course, they've all gone like this. Celia's gone. Well, I on a bit, Baz. I said, shut the F up. I said, I'm talking to him, not you. I said, he's asked me to say something. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to him. You, obviously, are a very, very good player, but if you can't move two yards from a kid that's new to this level of football and just get get off your fat ass and move around a little bit because you are a bit lazy, I said, you've destroyed the kid. So every time he had the ball after that, he was frightened of death. Yeah. Tell the kid, unlucky, next time there's it, encourage. Yeah. Of course, they've all gone, oh, if you can give Celia a So it just started from there. Didn't have enough time because I think the, the transfer deadline was next week. Tried to get a couple of players and couldn't do nothing. Back. So had to run with it. Jack Pitcher didn't want to be there because he didn't want to, he didn't get on with Sealy. Uh, I think Robbie was still... he come down from Gloucester, Jack Pitcher? Yeah, yeah. Jack was there. Um, but really enjoyed it, but they didn't. we didn't manage to keep him. We, we still finished mid-table, but we just missed out. And Roger wanted it, Roger put it at the time. So then we had a new start. Uh, we completely changed it all. We let Jack done a deal to get Zabs and so all... So the same three of you running it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and Martin. Um... I was more sort of actually going, he knew a few players, where I was actually going out and get players, I brought in people like Chrissy Lane from yeah. Briz, who was, I got the Briz from Bishop Sutton, a great player that is, he should have played a lot higher Chrissy Lane, powerful, you know, off the mark, sprint, the pace was, kill sites, even at Southern League level, I brought Robbie Claris back from Briz, and a lot of people at Mangosville didn't like that, but turned out obviously he got his confidence playing for Briz scoring a lot of goals in the Western League brought him back as a target man to play with Sealy and it worked a treat brought in people like uh, Ross Casey brought in Zabs and Ollie Price had to be rebuilt the site basically but kept Scott Indy Sunsey was still there uh, Lloyd and a few other people and uh, who else uh, Gary Warren who was playing in midfield at the time I made him into centre half because I said you can't pass the ball so you've got to edit and kick it <laughs> and it turns out we ended up selling him <laughs> yeah, yeah and he was good at that and he didn't like it at the time Gary because he thought he was, he, was a, he was a proper footballer but then that's, uh, we ended up winning the league so first year there so loved it had a great time same again we got that little bit of spirit got Zabs and Ollie to come Yeah. and Ollie works for me not because of that but he didn't work for me at the time um and people said, well, you're mad, you're letting a striker go down there. We had to pay 500 quid and have them to. But it was like through just your high-ridge upbringing, if you get that 
bit right where you get a group of lads together and that was it the spirit it was kicking and well there's a couple that didn't quite fit in with it but the majority of it did and like Gary you've had that spirit throughout though haven't you yeah the, 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 you know from the clan yeah, days so. Irish days and, and it's so important I think you, so both of us because we were at clan down yeah we had that there yeah and once it's in you and you go to clubs if you've got that you get I don't know if it's you get you know sort of taken into the group but if you if you're like that not you're trying to get on with people but they just go you know you can do this or whatever if you can mix with people it, they naturally you know take to you and that's how you get it but that's that was my recipe no matter you get a lot of devious people you know like, like in management they try and stick the knife in they're out there I would stoop to some of the things some people got to which we do we, we had a game at Brits once where Port and Snake Paul Irons and them we signed Arthur Appleton from them. How about this? And we couldn't believe it at the time. That's why there was bad feeling between Portland and Briz for quite a few while, a few years. Is that our secretary had checked? We signed Arthur on. We played. Um, I think it was Elmore in the quarterfinal of the Les Phillips Cup. That's why we didn't do it the third year. We could be good in the final the year before. Um, we checked with them to see if it was cup tied. No, they said no, definitely. But the three of them turned up to watch the game specifically to see Arthur was on the bench because I had Noel and Cookie up front. I brought Arthur on with 10 minutes to go. As soon as I brought him on, they all left the ground. We had a phone call actually in the bar to say you're out of the Les Phillips Cup because Arthur was cup tied. Yeah. I mean, really? I can remember that. And they knew all about it. That's why I had a few words with them the next time I see them, but yeah. end of the day, that's gone now. But that was, and you've just seen. Long time in management, though, badge, haven't you? I think it's about 14 years, something like that. 14 years. A long stint, isn't it? You've been out for a few years now, though, haven't you? A few years now. You know, yeah, so that's why I've gone so many holidays, Dave. Yeah. Not through COVID, but no. I tried. tried to get away a bit, but I still couldn't, no. couldn't sneak out of the country. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we won, we won the league anyway. It was brilliant. We, and... It was even sweeter. We made uh, our neighbours, naughty na noisy neighbours over at eight were runners up. Mm. Uh, that. They didn't like it. They tried to stir up a bit of shit. You know, it was like standard. Um, no love lost, never will be. Um, but it was really good. Then what happened, and I've got to say, Rog was a great chairman at Mangasfield. A lot of people didn't like him. He was abrasive. But because obviously the way I am as well I used to like that fight fire fire and he liked it and he same again as what Richard did for me at Briz and he, what he did for me at Martin and a lot of people said oh I was and even especially them over the road did say that you know I was after my job at no stage did I ever want the Magnusville job because I enjoyed being an assistant mm -hmm. because I started my own business then as well yeah. and even though I was still putting a lot of time going to sign pairs like Luke Prince I got to Ellsbury and meet him and his dad pre-season it was his agent it was a proper asshole sometimes not Luke but his dad um, and that was his agent do a deal with that yeah, got my car anyway Richo what happened then they got rid of Roger Pullin who was a good chairman got to mention Roger Pullin proper football blue fantastic you know and you know I I Nothing but admiration for him. He was a great bloke, yeah. great bloke, Rog. Proper football bloke. Proper football man. The same again. I've been lucky to, to, to work with people, proper football people. Like I said, Roy Vincent, Collinville. My God, bloody hell, they don't get much better than that. Same, you know, Briz, Bonnie Phillips, you know, people like that. Great people. In their veins, badge, isn't it? In their people veins. Like, you don't, like you said, we don't see too much of it now. It'll probably be us. We're getting to that age now where it's going to be us. We're eight minutes, aren't we? <laughs> but... 
I don't go and watch like I used to because you don't get the characters. I went to watch Thornbury down at Briz in a pre-season friendly and I seen Bonnie, Chaff, great lads and I got on really well with Chaff, Rich Chaffee. Um, to this day we still keep in touch and uh, there's nobody there anymore. Aggie still goes, who's a great lad, Aggie, he, he stayed long because he came with me from Briz, uh, from High Ridge over to Briz at the time and he stayed there when I, when I left Briz and I said I did regret the way it ended because I should have probably stayed to the end of the season but I was so offended on what happened, that was it, gone. Um, but we did that, then what happened, so after one and a bit of seasons, the first full season at Magnusville we won the league, then Marty, we had some good little trips, we had a life brought a chaos at the start of the season. Um, but we, uh, they ousted Roger as chairman. So Roger went, and who did they bring in as chairman? But Richo. <laughs> Richard. Oh, I'm thinking, that's me gone then. <laughs> so, so we've come from winning the league to having a new chairman, Richo comes in. Um, and I thought, oh my God, what's going to happen here then? So he sold it to them. He wanted conference football within three years. Conference South football within three years. So... I'd gone out pre-season, went over to me and Richard, just, he knew, I knew, and the other day, said, let's just get on with it, fine. I ain't the manager anyway, so it didn't bother me, but I thought I would be here long, because he's going to get rid of me before he the other thing again. Um, we were top of the league at Christmas, top of the Southern League Prem, we just beat Bass City away 3-0, and the mighty, mighty strike comes, yeah, we're, you're, we're cutting the budget. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't said it any time before, but uh, that yeah. it's happened in places. But you said about it before, and it's not aimed at Mike. Ain't all about having a go at Mike. But I said, do you know what? Not for me anymore. That that that. Then when I've been out signing all these players on, travelling the length yeah. and breadth of the country, you know, I and you're the one that gets it in the neck as well, aren't you? Do. I mean, the players you know, think it's done. Then players you. think, oh, he's he's you, promised me this, yeah, he's promised and, and me you, that, and you knew and, this was coming, and you didn't. Yeah, I've heard that quite a few times. You know, and it goes both ways, but we weren't even over budget. And they just thought, we said, well, we can't afford to go up. We said, well, you tell the fans out there. Poor 30 of them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but people think, oh, hang on, what's going on here? You're top of the league. You had about, I'd say about 80 people go over to, Man uh, to Bath City on a, a Wednesday night. We beat them 3-0 away. This is Bath City, mate. It's not, this is Mangusville, the village team, beating Bath City away 3-0. That don't happen. Mm -hmm. So you've got to enjoy it where you can. And anyway, so he said, well, we had a couple of people in on loan because we had to cut the injuries. So they got to go, this or I said, fine. I said, well, that done it for me then. And there was a few things going on um, just after that. Um, I'm not going to say what went on, but anyway, it put a spanner in the works and Richo said, look, something's got to happen here and he was going to get rid of Martin. Then uh, he said, you just look after it for a week. Then he brought Martin back. And I just said, look, do you know what? This ain't worth it anymore. So I, I, I left. I said, thanks for that. Thank Maureen. Maureen carried on and done it. I think Archie was there at the time as well still because Archie was player coach. So Archie then came in as assistant because Archie had been with us that, that season. So he, I worked with Archie as well. He was a good lad. Um, sent me to Rioza. It was a bit of a kerfuffle then. I, you know, people waiting in and all that rubbish. Why he left and all that? And that. But it was generally working. This, uh, my business needed a bit of time. And I just... Why, why are you putting that time and effort? And this is why I admire people, local football, that when they're down the bottom of the leagues and they're still doing it week after week after week, I think, hey, you've got to take your hat off to these people. Yeah. They love it, it's in their veins, and they do it. I couldn't do that, because I, if I put that much work into it and we weren't winning or doing, you know, you've got to, obviously, we're really in a bit now and again, but 
we were doing all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. You've got to, you, you play any sport, you could play yeah. and win. It's as simple as. So is that your last involvement in football? No, because <laughs> then what happened? I Martin's Irish stood down. He got the sack or whatever. I don't think he got the sack. So then Archie comes on the phone, <laughs> and he said, uh, "Who's Archie?" The owls. The, the, the owls. Yeah, so he was there when I left. Well, we had sort of things where... A lot of people don't need these nicknames, mind. No, they don't. Prayer. So, if we go back, and then I say go back again, we'd have the sort of things where it was a good... It was such a good blend with me and Martin because, you know, he was so tactically good. Copper, is it a good cop, bad cop? As yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he, he obviously knew his football and he was a great player in his days. So I've seen him play, you know. Uh, but it, it, was a, it was a perfect combination because I didn't want to be manager. Yeah. But it worked for us and we bounced off each other. And I was the one who would be shouting the ball in and spitting yeah. at people and well, in the changing room. But we, I, I remember coming after we won the league. We won the league. Archie had come on board as player coach, the Owls. And we had a pre-season friendly at Froome. But I'd come back off holiday again. Um, for first that Saturday morning and he rang me because I was going to go with the reserves and help the reserves that day because I said I don't want to go into free no problem he's rang me he said uh, you're going to have to come and come over with us he said we've got loads of problems he said there's four or five of them ain't signing they want more money I said who he said well I'll tell you when you come over so gone over there more than that you've had a list of time so I've gone over there still on that halfway line this is two weeks before we start pre-season he said, Robbie hadn't signed, Robbie Clarence, Ross Casey hadn't signed, and somebody else hadn't signed. They want more money. So I went, oh, right. So he stood in that centre circle with Martin at Froome. They're all having a chat in the tracks. So I went, oi, Robbie Clarence, come over here. I said, I've just come back on holiday, and Martin just told me, you ain't signing. You want more money. He said, well, yeah. I said, shut up. I said, take that parachute off the back of your ass I said lose the stone start scoring some more goals we'll give you some more money now I said so get and sign that contract or get and sign the money contract get and sign that for him he said alright <laughs> so he's walked away like Roscoe so Roscoe comes over I said exactly the same to him I said now go off and sign that for him I said we'll sort it out later he's gone and signed it he's gone I don't know how you do it but he was frightened to do that he was frightened yeah. he, in case they left yeah. whereas I had that and not blowing my trumpet everybody got their own way we just had that rapport with your players mm. because I used to drink with them and I was Bob, good cap good cop back but it's also knowing the player isn't it of course it is the makeup of the some player. people didn't like it yeah. some players didn't like that yeah. there was, it was well documented you know, I didn't get on with Darren Edwards but a great player great player and you know you say a few things you regret in the end because mm. he, he was a good player and you know he's a good player but it went, I went for him and he went for me you know you just got to get on with it sometimes don't you yeah. then, then I'm you know people, that's that's the thing with football it's it's a, it's a matter of opinion somebody thinks they can always do it especially certain chairmen think they can do it but they don't actually want to do it because they know they couldn't do it that's the best way I could do it and we've both got smiles on our face when we say that <laughs> we'll have to get him in yeah. <laughs> oh you'll have to now yeah. so no, I, that's why I've got to be careful so looking back back on a great time in football met some great characters course friends for life yeah yeah. Blimey. and looking back you probably wouldn't change a lot would you no some good stories along the way I've got to tell yeah. one about Dave's stag weekend <laughs> That's yeah. like that, is it? <laughs> He's thinking, what's he going to say now? <laughs> We've gone to Blackpool. On, this uh, is my stag night. Yeah. Stag weekend in Blackpool. Oh. Gary, <laughs> Gary Sykes had got us a bus to go up in. 
wooden seats. <laughs> wooden seats. And we had to go all the way to Blackpool in a bus, a little transit bus. We'd gone out, sniffing poppers on the way out, doing all sorts of stupid things, getting drunk. I went, I drove. <laughs> I didn't drive. I didn't drive. I didn't drive. I didn't drive. I we had a puncher, it was all in the pub, and I was drunk. I was sat and got the blue chingles. Yeah, it was like kids. We were like loads of kids. Anyway, had a bit of fun. Drinking all night. Got at her. So, first day there, we got there, chucked all our stuff in the cell. We were right next to the Big Dipper in, in, in Blackpool. And it's the most scabby hotel guest house you could ever believe. Anyway, all wooden floors going up. So we have wooden seats going up, wooden floors in the hotel. But um, we've left to go out for an afternoon session. <clears throat> and I think where this is going now. We've, uh, no, it's all right. It ain't, gonna, it ain't nothing for you. Um, Wayne Jacobs? Yeah, start <laughs> off with. So we've left. And as we've gone out, all the old ones are sat in the bar area. So you've got Baden. I don't know if Roy was on that trip. But there was like, there was Aggie, there was a few of them all down there, and a few of the older boys sat there drinking, right? We've gone out in town. Wayne Jacobs, we've gone into this first pub and we're getting a bit, Wayne's only like, well, a few of them are here, we're not that we look at each other. <laughs> but he has got the biggest thing between his legs you've ever seen, Wayne Jacobs. And uh, these group of northerners said, uh, we'll have a cock off. <laughs> so we've gone, yeah, we're pretty confident with this one. So Wayne's, Wayne, Wayne being Wayne gets a little bit embarrassed. He's gone and said, well, sit to this bloke, come on, let's go in the toilets and have a little look for us. <laughs> so we've gone in the toilets, Wayne comes out, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, did got to it, so we're off. So we've gone drinking all around. He said, you've never seen anything like it. It was nearly touching the floor. So that <laughs> no, was nice. And it was little things like that. So we had a great time, got really drunk got back to the hotel we're going back to get ready now to go out on the night time so we've gone back they're still sat there got ready gone out they're still sat there all of them bad out all of them in it they're all sat there just nailing it that's all they do the, the old boys at Highbridge so we've gone out for a night a great night on town chaos chaos going on I think we come back and I staggered back on there and I got back about 2 I think it was 2 o'clock that's all day so I've done alright so I'm, we're on the second floor I'm with Emms uh, Paul Emms in the in the th third floor or whatever and uh, <laughs> I've come up right now I could hear this noise boom 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 <laughs> as I've come up as I'm coming up the stairs I can see two feet face <laughs> Something's face down. Anyway, I got up, and in every hallway, and years ago, the hotels, by the lifts, were these shoe buffer machines, right? With the with the fur, you know, where you put yeah, your shoe, yeah. oh, shoes. polishing shoes, like that. Baden, where they've been so drunk, they've stripped him naked, they've shoved him into this machine, <laughs> face on. down, his head's going like that, boom, 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 <laughs> and he got a pot plant shoved up his ass <laughs> with all the soil all around, led there. Unconscious, and he said he's come down in the morning. He's got the <laughs> biggest scab <laughs> on his neck, all down his nose, where he's been like that for about three hours. Great, <laughs> 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 so uh, that's the that's the good times. Uh, uh, Jay, the padlock, uh, handcuff Robbie Fowler up at Liverpool that night yeah. in the Conti Club as well. Hi, Rich. He said it was Steve McMahon, didn't he? Yeah. Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Get <laughs> the wrong blue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, good times. I mean, lot of, like I said, good friends. Still got away on all of this with Dave as well, Maria and all the families, Paul and we used to be Paul and Sandra, Tim and Sam, Tim Banks. There's some good friends, some good lads. They're all they're all we, all, we try to have a bit of fun, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's fun. important and that's why we do winging it with Painter and Rick out, you yeah. know, for the fun, for the banter and reminisce yeah. of, of good mm. times. Thank you very much. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice Pleasure. to see you, Nigel. Really good to see you. Yeah. It's been brilliant. See you soon. Yeah. Thank you.